Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code SOP to save $5 off your first purchase. Today's show is also brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash SOP and using promo code SOP. Welcome back to another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk about your favorite podcast, Quick note, though, the Serially Obsessed podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by The Serial Podcast. Additionally, the views, comments, and opinions expressed on The Serially Obsessed podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial. And again, it doesn't make sense that they would because we don't know them. But we do have a special idea for today, guys. It is <gasps> one year out. One year, streamers. Since the end of Serial. <laughs> That's right. So for one year since Serial rocked the world and changed all of our lives and introduced many a person to a podcast, we thought it'd be fun to revisit the final episode of Serial, kind of revisit the series in a way. But, you know, instead of listening to every single episode, we want to talk about the ending. And just in case you are not sure why this group of people would be particularly well chosen to have that conversation, I will remind you. Again, I'm a public radio producer, so I get really into thinking about, like, why they made the choices they made and the writing. Dipti? I'm a former criminal prosecutor, so I am very interested in the legal aspects. And I'm a media critic and skeptic of things, so I like to uh, pick things apart just based on how people are consuming the content and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's been... Just about a year since you all wrapped up. And it's funny because I don't know about you guys, but I was able to really like remember and think about where was I when I was listening to that final episode or at least parts of it, you know, but some of it I remember I was like standing outside of a Starbucks, like walking through my neighborhood, listening to the beginning of it. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I remember I was playing it in my car on the way to the train station on the way to work. And then today... As a matter of fact, my Facebook memories feed uh, reminded me about um, our little podcast being in the top, what was it, top 50 that week? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had such a great uh, like amount of listeners and, we, and yeah. we still have so many great listeners. And it was so cool for us to just kind of like, hey, we like love this podcast. We're friends. We've been wanting to work on a project together and like decide to do this podcast and to have people find us has been like one of the coolest things that's happened for sure. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if our listeners know that. We were at one point like the seventh top comedy podcast in iTunes. And so thank you listeners for allowing us to get there. It was really, really fun. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it was really fun to like listen to the episode and be reminded of kind of the phenomenon because like it happened and we've still been doing a podcast and obviously so much has happened and we've kept up to date on kind of the news with Adnan and things like that but also just to really revisit it so I guess the first thing I will say about listening to the last episode was it was so great to hear I wrote this down oh the music that lovely familiar theme music you know, when you were so good. When you were saying that you remember exactly where you were, I'm shocked that I don't remember exactly where I was when I listened to the final episode, but when I listen re-listened to it today, what I remembered was my feeling like inside of me. Mm. And part of that was from the music. Because I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that oh, music. Yeah. Like it's like so it's it's just it it's was music actually, to that's my actually ears. really interesting that you bring that up because for me, like just listening to that piano part again yeah. was just oh, sort yeah. of like, oh, old friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was just really nice. Um 
And then another weird thing that I thought was kind of funny was just knowing the joggernaut that this podcast became. It's so funny to hear Ira Glass like intro the show as if oh, that's yeah. the seal of approval because it's like, <laughs> Psh, Ira, no one needs you anymore. This show right. is like <laughs> on its own. Like, I just think it's funny, like knowing that it even ended up surpassing uh, This American Life is just, mm-hmm. it's just so funny to hear Ira be like, uh, I'm stamping my name of approval on this show. It's like, right. it doesn't need Previously it. Previously on Serial. I think also <laughs> like This American Life itself always does a really great job with their use of music. And there's a few shows that right. do. Um, I'm really happy with how we use music on my show. It's something that we've been extra mindful of in the last year. And I'm really happy with it. But it's like, because Serial was a literally a serial where it was going to be revisited you know one story told week after week after week it was a theme it wasn't just like well-placed music in a show it was like a theme so it was really revisited a lot and so like listening to it I was like (gasps) like oh this was such a part of this experience this music was such a part of the experience throughout it really was so it was really cool yeah and then all the clips like I just remember like really loving the way that they put it all together so the clips of like what you were going to hear in that episode and things like that were so Ugh, it was. It, I was like, man, this really is well yeah. done. Like, there's a reason I mean, that this caught on. I don't know why, but the only thing I can equate it to, this is such a weird, like, thing to equate it to, but, like, the ER theme music, where it's oh. just, like, you know, like, for a while, people are like, yeah, I listened to it to get pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> really? And it makes sense. Like, there's something about, <laughs> yeah. It Did was he's weird. like, in Chicago, we were not getting pumped yeah, up no. to ER. <laughs> Chicago, we were very anti-ER. Listen, I know I'm bringing ER back from the archives, but it, it was just like, like uh, yes, I don't know. it was set Iconic in Chicago, but we were Chicago Hope people. Oh, this is my imaginary well, conversation. No, Chicago <laughs> Hope <laughs> ER battle. I actually was a ER person. But anyways. whoa, shots fired. Shots mm. fired. Hey, Daisy here. So as we revisit the final episode of Serial Season 1, I'm also reminded of the fact that the holidays are coming up. And I don't know about you, but one thing that gets me super stressed out, really frustrated, and just kind of running all over the place is gift giving. Have you guys seen these Harry's? So Harry's makes their own really high quality grooming products. And right now they have these holiday kits available. So I was looking at one and it had a razor and it had the shave cream in it and it had replacement blades. And it was really nice. Like I really liked it. You can tell a sturdy razor when you're holding on to it. And I also asked around to some guy friends because as a lady, I haven't used the product myself and I wanted to know like, what do you think of it? And one of my friends told me that he's been using their products for a while and that he really loves the customer service, that he gets replacement blades sent to him and it's so convenient and easy. And that what he really loves is that they send him an email before they send the replacements so he doesn't end up with like an overstock in his house. And I just think that's like a nice, thoughtful, conscientious thing to do for your customers. They give 1% of their sales and 1% of their time back to the communities that they serve. So the holiday shaving kits themselves start at a price point of $15, which is awesome. Let's say you've got the guy in your office that you have to do Secret Santa for. This is something that is beautiful and nice. Or you can go with that higher price point and get something for your dad where you engrave his initials into the copper handle of the razor. And ordering on their website is really easy. I mean, it'll take you like 30 seconds. So I want to tell you about the deal that they're doing specifically for serially obsessed listeners. If you go to their website, you go to harrys.com, you should go right now. There's a special offer for our listeners. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with the code SOP. Don't wait because free shipping for the holidays ends on December 10th. So act now. So you go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, enter code SOP, and you can get off, which if you're getting a $15 kit is pretty dope. So go ahead and do that, guys. You can make every morning that he shaves feel like a holiday. 
Do you guys know that Serial is still the number three podcast on iTunes? Mm -hmm. That's insane. It's really interesting. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like so many people visit it later. You know, we were. I think we talked about this when it first aired, but we we kind of said like the way it's set up, it's easy for people to binge on it. You can go download mm-hmm. it. It'll still be free. Your friends have told you about it. So the same way that like I finally watched The Wire while we were talking exactly. about Serial, like right. other people like watch Breaking Bad at some point, and some people listen to Serial at some point. Yeah, it's like a TV show. I mean, it really is. It's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll listen to that. I just, I wonder if the second season of Serial will be, um, I think it'll be number one for a really long time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I also wonder if they'll use the same music. I, I doubt it. I was wondering that. This... I was hoping that. I don't know. I think the music will have to be specific to whatever case they tackle next. Yeah. Well, and they said it might not be like a case, which I don't, I mean, but I think, right. yeah, it'll be like whatever the story is. Whatever the Whatever story the right is. feeling. Right. You know, because there's the there's this theme and then there's the like tentative, like I'm right. breaking something down now music. Exactly. Is, and I also yeah. think that in general, I think uh, there's just an audience connect between that music and Adnan's story. I know. I think for next season, if you hear the piano again and there's Ooh, another story, I think it's just like a weird cognitive yeah. dissonance That's thing a good happening. Point. You guys, wait a minute. What if it's like The Wire? Oh, that's what and I was it's just thinking. The same music Every season? in a different instrument. Yeah. Oh, that harpsichord would be season two. Yeah, it's Tom Waits singing the song this time. That would be amazing. That'd be great. Let's get the Blind Boys of Alabama to do um, yeah. their version, yeah. of, their version the of the serial theme song. Ugh. Or like, yeah, Tom Waits comes in with like I don't know, like a bicycle pipe that's <laughs> used as a trumpet. It'll just be him vocalizing it. Uh, ah, yeah. Ah, what if they do do this Uh, we will have predicted it you know what honestly i'll be so happy it would be such a delight i would such a delight and we'll all be like upset about it at first because we'll want the original but then we'll grow to like it and we'll be like i'm okay with this right oh yeah and then you'll like download all the versions there you go sarah (laughs) you're welcome oh man so what else did you guys get from like revisiting it okay this i'm gonna go into some specifics I'll start with a general specific, and that's that I was, I forgot, like, how surprising it was how much new information she brought in to the final episode. Yeah, it really was, like, here's, I mean, there's the big one, which was Dawn. Right. Which was so interesting to me. And so, um, now knowing what we know about the Dawn bomb, I know. I feel like it's really interesting to hear Dawn's whole thing of, like, I knew they were coming after me first. I was like, oh, shit. And then you talk to your moms, and then you got your time card <laughs> fixed okay, up. Like, you guys, I have, I have some thoughts about this. So he said, I knew they were coming for me. And you know what Sarah said? SK was like, and, you know, Adnan didn't. But maybe he was just a stone 17-year-old. But, like... That almost goes more towards Don being guilty, sort of, not with the information we know. It's like, like I knew they were coming for me, and it's like, but Adnan didn't because Adnan was so innocent, you know? Maybe that's what it is. But also another thing is, and maybe you guys can tell me because I don't remember, the whole thing about Hayes' note to Don really oh, yeah. struck out. I so knew that like, would come up. So we... Um, yep. It was stated that, like Sarah said, we know that 
this happened on November 13th. But in that note, she said that she was interviewed that day, which we know right. she wasn't. The note was found in the car. And remember, like, one of the things that happened with Undisclosed was kind of showed that, like, a lot of the stuff that people were saying happened that day actually happened, right. like, on a different week, like a, a different Wednesday. So right. that was Sarah Koenig in that moment when she's talking about the note is, like, she's still taking it as absolute that yeah. Kay was interviewed that morning on the 13th. But the thing is... The note said that she was. So did Don right? Write but the note, the, no, no, no. The note was found in her car well after the fact. So they never had a date to actually tie it to. Oh, cause she because didn't she write mentions because who would write a date on right, a note? You're right. Exactly. In fact, oh. the intro of the note is what she talks about. She's like, she says like, "Sorry, I couldn't stay." And Sarah Koenig's like, "That's such a weird way to start that note." So it's like, right? Because it didn't happen that because it didn't happen that same. She day. wrote it a dip. Yeah. She wrote it whatever day that undisclosed totally. figured it out. Totally. Yeah. But I had the, I actually, I listened back to the episode twice and I remember thinking that and then I was like, what actually happened with that on Undisclosed? Because I was like, wait, where did they get the date again? And I was like, oh no, they're taking that still as canon that she definitely yeah. wrote it that day because she had that interview that day. But that's already been, that's a whole other thing now. And they said they found it in her car. So again, we have, it's her describing a particular day, not. Not that it was Not dated. the day. Okay. Yeah. The right. day that they all like. The trial had worked around. But going back to why Don would have thought of himself as a suspect, you know, as we established, he lived with two women. And as we've also established as canon now, like, women love true crime. So, I mean, they would have told right. him. I mean, that's, that, that's, seri- that's uh, serially obsessed canon yes. that ladies right. love true crime. <laughs> ladies love true crime. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's that. No, but I know what you mean. I mean, that was one of the things, Dipti, in terms of like that note and stuff that was really interesting going back is so much of there were certain things that they took as definite. Mm-hmm. And maybe they questioned them behind the scenes. There's lots of stuff that as she kind of acknowledges, there's lots of speculation that like you didn't hear. But like Undisclosed has done a really good job, I think, of showing that that the events of that day were not the events of that day. Mm -hmm, Uh, Even though that is the day that Hay did go missing, like other things earlier in the day were not they were not that week. They were other times, uh, other Wednesdays, if you will. And so it was interesting to listen back knowing that and going like, oh, like your basic premise at times is like not solid anymore. And it made me think, um, oh, God, SK, you got everything wrong. And I kind of almost got angry because I'm like, oh, they don't know anything. But obviously, oh, really? she did do a lot of work. I mean, she laid the ground. Oh, my God, yeah. so much work. But um, yeah, but it just it just made me think about undisclosed so much more and how you almost can't just listen to cereal. I feel like if you just listen to cereal, like it's like you're robbed of something if you Maybe you don't listen to Undisclosed, but you have to know the findings of Undisclosed as a compendium. You can't listen to just Serial because it's all wrong. Or you could listen to it, but like I kind of don't care what your opinion is of the actual case at the end of it if you didn't also listen to some of Undisclosed. Or at least read about what Undisclosed did because it's... Right, right. Because they undid like the whole date thing. That's huge. Like I think that's one of the biggest things that they did. The cell phone towers, like the, the other cell phone, phone stuff is like thing. crazy. Yeah, it, it really is interesting to listen to it again, having heard so much of Undisclosed and to have read right. things that they wrote and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I really resonated going back with like to the episode in general. I at this time around listening to it, I resonated so much, I guess then, but more so now, just knowing that, yeah, we have all this information, but we still don't have any concrete answers 
Just right. Sarah's voice being like, oh, I really just want to know what you did that afternoon. Oh, I right. love when she, yes. I loved when she said it like that. It made her sound so human. She was, yeah, because yeah. she's just like, here's the story I've been working on. I don't have anything. Like, I'm right. still empty-handed as to an answer. Even with all this new revelation stuff that we got from Undisclosed, yeah. mm-hmm. from Truth and Justice, from even the Intercept articles, just all this additional information, and it's still like, dude, I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. know. Still Nobody don't knows. know. Still don't fucking know. I still yeah. don't know. That was really frustrating so. for me after I re-listened to the episode because I thought, I'm just as frustrated a year later. Right. But yeah, it's like uh, how no how answers. is that possible? Like this, Sarah Koenig really struck on gold in terms of story storytelling or whatever. Um, with the perfect storm of the most fucked up case ever. Yeah, like everything is completely messed up. Right. And that's one of the things that they did. And I remember liking it when they did it. But like it was really extra great to hear it again today was like when she goes back to um, Jim, you guys' favorite. Um, oh, yeah. That, Jim Trainer. Yeah. And and um, and basically ask him, like, was this an average case? Like, did we did we overthink like a normal case or was this case a mess? And they were all like, no, this was straight up a mess. This is a mess. Right. And it is a mess. You know, you could say that like. Because Sarah Koenig, early episodes, like, oh, and I love this. I love that. She, I loved it then, and I still love it now that she had Adnan on being like, do you, can you ask, like, do you have an ending? And oh, she's like, I loved it. of course like, I have uh, an ending. I was listening to it. I was like, well, you kind of have an ending. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can even hear that in her voice where she's just like, sure. I mean, of course, me, in that, <laughs> she, in she that little dialogue that happens between the two of them is totally the equivalent of like, of course I did my homework. Right, totally. right. Yeah, oh. I, I did it. Of course It's some I of the realest tape, and I love it so much. I love that moment. Did you guys um, also find it really nice to hear Adnan's voice? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tentative way you just said that. Did, can I? I did. Guys, did you guys feel comforted by hearing the voice of a person that we've clearly established we're not sure is a murderer or not because I was really happy to hear from him again. I missed his voice. No, I really, and and he says, do you know what I mean? Like a million times, just like, uh, even though you didn't like uh, the SNL spoof, like they really highlighted that all he ever says is, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, he says that after every sentence, sometimes maybe twice in a sentence. I'm like, I missed you, Adnan. And I, but I I don't know. I cannot still say he wasn't the killer, but a 100,000 billion percent would would acquit him based on everything Mm -hmm. I know, obviously. Like anyone who's listened to a minute of Undisclosed would acquit him. Oh, well, okay. So I think it that depends is what a... minute. It might be just a minute where you don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I was minute? just going to say, like, to Dip's point, like, I think that's the key, right? Is like, I don't know. When we finished listening to Serial, I was like, I don't know if I was on the trial, if I was on the jury, rather, maybe, maybe I would, maybe I would motion. I mean, even though nothing's like super clear, I feel like. Then, not knowing all the undisclosed stuff, right, I think that the cell phone stuff for me would have been, like, the tipping point, which was exactly what they expected the jury to kind of hinge on. Yeah. 
now knowing all the undisclosed stuff, now I would be more in SK's camp of like, oh, hell no. Like, there's still a lot of unanswered stuff where I would have to acquit. There's you know? actually nothing answered. Like, all the cell phone evidence, which is the entire prosecution's case, is completely right. moot. So there's literally nothing for me to convince yeah, there's nothing. Adnan on. Right. Zero. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, before Undisclosed basically brought that to light, I think I would have been, I would have been drawn by the prosecution's uh, case of, of the cell phone pings. Like, that would be the thing that I'd be like, yep, that makes sense to me. He's in all these different places. But now it's like the only thing we can we know a year later is that, yeah, there there's a payphone at that Best Buy. No, no, we never it. even found but out if there was a there payphone. wasn't even a payphone. <laughs> there's a payphone not outside, but there was one inside. That's the only thing we there was. Learned. There was a picture. There was a drawing on the plans <laughs> for the Best plans. Buy. For the best that there might be that there might yeah. be a paper a phone in there. Do you know the only thing it. that we the only thing we can be sure of is that Heyman Lee is dead. That's all we know. That's it. Like everything well else dip. is completely unproven and just everyone's still a liar. Or you know what? Maybe they're not lying. It's just everyone's days are confused completely. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, straight up with listening to Undisclosed and, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to Undisclosed, I know that we've talked about Undisclosed a little bit, but there's definitely, like, some of the biggest, most compelling things that they've talked about definitely relate to, like, for me, them showing that, like, the events of the day as described and not just all the, like, details of, like, where was Adnan in these things, but, like, the day that Adnan and Jay were at the cafe with <laughs> Not her real name, Kathy's place. Not her real name. And not things her like real that, like, Kathy. were not the 13th of January. It just weren't. Um, yeah. All that stuff is really interesting and just goes so far to, like, showing how if you remove that from the equation, then, like, because then it no longer lines up with that even. So, like, and then also the cell phone evidence isn't really valid. It becomes really the most random day of for him. Like, nobody remembered what they did that afternoon. They were all remembering right. more memorable days. Like, right? What? Yeah, which I think is interesting because I remember there were lots of times when, um, in addition to talking about the show with you guys, um, I talked a lot about the show with Jen, who we had on the show. Yeah. It seems like forever ago. And yeah, it's just like, that's the nature of people's memories. Like, they'll just, they'll just slam everything together, just different days. Um, mm -hmm. Especially if you're asked to recall something that happened, you know, even a week ago, you might be like, oh, yeah, that was the day that I went and I got, you know, a sandwich from whatever market. And it's like that. The truth is that wasn't that day. It happened. It was like the day before. Or like you might remember something happening on Saturday, but you're remembering the wrong Saturday. Exactly. Or something Although, like that. Yeah. Just to be contrary for a moment. I will say, though, that such a big event happened that day. Like, these people's good friend went missing. So that's the only reason why I would say... Right, but see, Yeah, but like, they didn't know she was killed until later, so it was But like, they knew she was missing, because the cops But here's calling. the... I was thinking about this missing thing, though. And quite honestly, like... So, Hay didn't have a cell phone. She had a beeper, right? And I was thinking a lot about this today, re-listening to the episode. And quite honestly, like... In high school, it was not that common to get, like, a call from the cops, obviously, but it was so common to get calls from people's families being like, mm. where are they? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, I can think right. of actually, like, one night, I mean, a bunch of friends and I were at, like, a diner we never went to, and my friend got paged over their PA system 
because his mom had called every diner because there were no cell phones yet. And it's like, if you think about like how her family was described as being like kind of private, like, you know, she couldn't even openly communicate with Adnan. It seems almost reasonable that like with bad weather rolling in, they might have immediately called somebody and everybody's hearing about it. Because right. as we've heard more and more, both through Serial and through Undisclosed, like nobody took it as serious that she was missing. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's also interesting to remember is that a lot of them even thought that she just picked up and went to California. Like even that's like a weird thing that is still kind of on the table that. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. this girl had spoken about the potential threat, I get. I mean, for lack of a better word, that she was going to pick up and leave for the West Coast, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't think one thing that has been shown to us throughout is that, like, it didn't seem like a very serious day for most of those people, like, that day. Like, they did not right. realize the weight of her missing until well after the fact. Yeah. So if you put Which it in I that still... context, it's like that's not the that to them is not the day Hay went missing. The day in their mind that she went missing in like emotionally is the day they realized it was serious, which is going to be like a week later. Sure. Which I honestly still think is a, is a little bit weird. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still going to argue, at least for me personally, if somebody I was close to or, you know, dating, if they disappeared, that would be weird for me. I'd need to find out where they were. Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean about dating, but I I was, you know, I really tried to think back to kind of high school times and like, I mean, my friends I was closest to, God, I would talk to them like every day, but there also was like this lack of like ownership of your life that you have when you're young. So it's like, yeah, like also there were times where like they were off doing something with their family and Mm. it's not like a situation now where you would text with them for a minute. Like, you, you maybe knew that they were off doing something, but you didn't always know exactly what it was because they were with their family and, like, you were a kid. And so you had to kind of do what they wanted or pleased in this, like, yes, we're talking some email, but, like, really limited stuff. I don't think my friends and I really, like, logged on and I am from other people's homes ever at that point. You know what I no, mean? It was yeah, super I would, private. Right. I would agree with – I mean, I remember I aming a lot, but not – portably IMing. Like oh, yeah. if I was IMing with someone, it was because I was home. Right. Um but I do remember senior year of high school having I don't know, like knowledge of where especially like where where boyfriends were. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I feel like there was always like that call to check in every day and like and like your stupid one four three beeper messages like there was all that shit you know i mean i dated a guy when i was in high school my senior year of high school i was dating a guy who did not go to my school and he was a couple years older Ooh, um daisy i know it was a real <laughs> you were cool really little situation um but like as much as we spoke every day like yeah if his like if he had family over or i was usually invited to stuff like that but if it was like eh, oh we're all going you know, down to this family member's house or, like, whatever. Like, long distance usually actually used to cost something. And, like, all those, like, things that have become so easy in our lives, like, I think it's just easy to forget, like, how kind of not in control you... I also can think very clearly of people that I considered some of my best friends. Like, I remember there were times that they got sick and I didn't see them for a week, but I didn't realize how sick they were, like, until they got back. And, like, I think about it now and I'm like, wow, yeah, we really were, like, out of touch. Like, I didn't know what they were up to the way that now I'd be like, why aren't they answering my texts? Like, where are they? What's going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That might also just be like a difference of like, like a wide group of friends versus like, cause I, I mean, 
I wasn't like friendless in high school, but I feel like the people that I was in touch with, I don't know, it'd probably be like maybe less than 10, but like those are the people that, I mean, I saw every day at some, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's who I'm like describing right now are like the people that were like my little girl crew of like five ladies yeah. who were such good friends that uh, people would call us the Spice Girls and we oh. would. <laughs> I was obviously scary. Scary, um, I was just about to say. I was, yeah, Obby. totally scary Spice. Absolutely, yeah. You know yeah. what this makes, makes me long for is those days of privacy where I don't have to explain, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, today I wasn't on social media until the late afternoon, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to explain that to, like, some of my friends, <laughs> you know? And I'm Where like... Where are you? Like, why, why, I, I, I wish that I could be more private. Not that, like, I have a problem, like, with anything, but I, uh, I don't know. It'd be nice to go back to a world where you're not accounted for every moment of the day. Like, what if you're just having a bad right. day and just want to, like, be alone? I think I would have to explain that to some people. Like, oh, having a bad day. Yeah. Like, whereas before you could just have your freaking bad day. I try to think about that in all my social media. Like, even when I'm having a good day, I, I almost never post anything to, like, Instagram that actually happened that day. I only ever post things to Instagram that happened on other days. Oh, really? Yeah, because then nobody will ever know. If it's actually that day or not that oh. day when I'm doing See, other things. I instantly post to Instagram because I don't think about Instagram. I'm like, You, oh. you Instagram and not like later gram. I don't later gram. Well, because like I Everything's don't, a later gram. I don't me. think about Instagram. Like if something comes out to me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put that on Instagram like an idiot. You know, like my Instagram is so pointless. But like, I mean, who's is actually who's has a point? But um. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I I hate how you could just know where I am and not hiding or anything. I don't have any like crazy skeletons or anything in my closet, but um it just be nice to like go away kind of for a while. I'm not depressed, I swear. <laughs> like, but I just <laughs> but I I don't know. Um just this conversation. You just want to be hold away by yourself with the scary ghost stories that listeners were yeah. supposed to be sending to us. Which they did. <laughs> thank you. Um, nice. But I, uh, but then you know what? I would get lonely. I think we have control over that in a way that um, we sometimes forget. I think like the same thing happened when cell phones became a thing. People were like, oh, I don't want to be available all the time. And I was like, so sometimes just don't Don't answer. answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that I would get lonely though, if I spent a whole day without, I mean, I've gone a whole day without talking to anybody, like physically talking, but I don't think I've gone a whole day without communicating in some form or shape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I went into the city earlier today, uh, and literally the whole time from the minute I got off of the train to where I was walking to at my destination, I was like IMing with people or like yeah messaging and texting with people the entire time and I think it dawned on me for a second where I'm like yeah there isn't really a moment where I'm not messaging someone in some way like whether it's a text or a Facebook message or an email like I'm constantly constantly chatting with someone I don't know what that says about me but that's (laughs) 
just the truth. <laughs> it's just the truth. Also, That's how it is. Like our listeners might know, or maybe you're new. Um, Layla just moved to Oakland, and That's right. I'm in Brooklyn, and Daisy's in Queens, and I have to say, I think I talk to the exact same amount, Layla. <laughs> yeah i think that's right i think that's true like literally the exact true. same amount i just don't like physically see you uh yeah it's like but... right it's just like i'm in a very far away borough <laughs> guys technology am i right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i realize what we're saying isn't like so profound but the greater picture for me in terms of serial is that it's not just an interesting story about the perfect storm of the most insane case and wrongful prosecution mm-hmm. or conviction ever but it it made us think about how and we do think about like we think we we meta think about everything too much there's a think piece on goddamn everything today but it really yeah. put a context in which you like think about the past and how our lives were and how technology over the past 15 years has literally changed our everyday functioning even for like my dad's 75 and it changed his, you know, like it's not right. The world is so completely different. And you know what? I'm sure from like 1980 to 1995, or let's choose a different one. 1965 to 1980, the world was different. It's like the same time frame, but I don't know. It just seems exponentially so different. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, I think you just bring up a good point because the it's it's not just the craziness of the case, right? It's just it's everything that surrounds it. Like and all of those things you have to take into account. Like cell phones were available, but they weren't as like they just weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. And Right. And just like even, you know, it's just, just like it's just it's everything. It's like taking everything. Like criminal Criminal investigation is different. I mean, that's yeah. correct. The law is different. I mean, terrorism, the like everything. So, you know, at the um, cell phone towers, different cell phone towers. We cell know, Susan. Towers. Everything. <laughs> um, Lens crafters, time yeah, I mean, cards um, are different. Moms that live in the same house. I mean, Don having two moms has gotten like more normal now. Like that's every- more normal. Actually, Before yeah, I would be like, what? Even Don yeah. having two moms is more normal. Hey, Daisy here, and I just wanted to mention Casper. You know, Casper, the online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. I always wanted a memory foam mattress, but they are so crazy expensive. Have you gone to try to buy a mattress, even if it's not memory foam? Have you tried to buy a mattress? They usually start at like. 1500 bucks, but not so with Casper. Their smallest mattress, the twin, starts at 500 and the king is 950 so less than $1,000. And their mattresses are like this wonderful hybrid sweet spot of memory foam and latex foam. So it's like everything you want in a super high-end mattress, but without the price. It's an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's got just the right sink. It's got just the right bounce. And honestly, I traveled more this year for business than I ever have in my life. Like, for real, I've never stayed in as many hotels as I did this year. Some of them were not such great hotels, but some of them were really nice. And none of those hotels had a mattress that was nearly as comfortable as my Casper mattress at home. And they have a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on a Casper mattress for 100 days, and they'll deliver it for free. And if you don't like it, they'll come get it from you for free. Plus, the mattresses are made in America. So as we always say here on Serially Obsessed, like, you know, they're making some jobs, which is pretty cool. So they've got a deal going for Serially Obsessed listeners, and you should check it out. If you want to get $50 off of a mattress purchase from Casper, you go to casper.com forward slash SOP and use the promo code SOP. Speaking of Don, um, another quick, very specific detail I wanted to give that 
it just yeah. brought up some anger in me was how Don, how Yurik told Don he yelled at him for oh, not. Oh, to make Adnan sound creepy. More creepy. I think as like having yeah. a year out and with those intercept interviews mm-hmm. and like with everything on Undisclosed, I was like, of course he did that. Yeah, like, totally. Like, oh my God. Okay. Can I just tell you when I was listening to that, I was like, I immediately regret that I ever had an inkling of love for you. You did, Layla. Because <laughs> there, uh. was, there was, there was legitimately like a moment where I'm like, oh, this man, like, He's socking it to everybody. And then it's like, oh, man, that was a momentary lapse in judgment. Sometimes I do not pick males appropriately. <laughs> just talking about this in our pre-roll of the show. Yep. Um, Layla likes hipsters who look like Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I mean, sense. everybody's got to have their niche. It's Everyone it's has the their niche. Era She's of trying niche to mistakes. kick it to a Benjamin Franklin hipster. <laughs> Listeners, this is not a lie. Which is I interesting just, because he yeah. definitely was the most hipster looking of the founding fathers as Correct. is. So it's like. Was he? Yeah. There's so much there. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I would say so. Abraham Lincoln would probably cut it. No. Lincoln's not a founding father, though. He's a. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's true. later. I'm just thinking he's of, like a post posty father. Just thinking of presidents. He he kept the union together. He did. Um, <laughs> did. Going also back to Don for a sec. Um, I actually I really love you know like earlier Dipti you were saying the only thing we know for sure is that Heyman Lee is dead and. Um, and that's not that's not funny. It's very true. But one thing that came out of her of Sarah Koenig talking to Don was that we got that really beautiful description of Hay. And I was oh. really glad, like oh, listening right. back to it to like remember that that was a part of the final episode. Like, yeah, the show got criticism and and it will like if you're talking about something like that. I never felt that Serial itself was handling the reality of the situation poorly. But I totally get why it would be, you know, seemingly grotesque to some people to discuss such a thing. And believe me, you know, I would even say to a listener right now, like, we had that conversation ourselves. Like, do we want to talk about this thing? Like, we don't want to feel like we're capitalizing on that. But, um, like, it was such a particularly lovely description of who this girl really seemed to be, you know, to someone who loved her uh, even briefly before she was gone. And quite frankly, it was a description that we hadn't really gotten so far. I mean, right. well, can you, it's like we knew about her, but... Can you restate the description? Well, I mean, the description goes on for a while, Dipti. I mean, it's when Sarah is relaying to us her conversation with Don, but she talks all about how, you know, Don said he fell for her right away and she gave him confidence again and how yes. she was yeah. outgoing and all of these, like, really lovely right. things. I mean, it was just like... It, it was a, like a little bit of a eulogy. It was the kind yeah. of stuff that you would describe about a person, um, right. you know, when they are gone. And um, so that was really, you know, it was just really nice to like revisit that. And also, again, in this year since to like all of these things that, you know, so much of the news focusing on it since has really been very specific to like what's going on with Adnan's case. Does he have a case? Will there be headway? And to really just like remember and just kind of like live in the description of this like mm-hmm. young vibrant person it was really nice. I mean, she definitely. I really, I really liked hearing yeah. it. She when I when I was listening to that, um, I definitely thought this was no wallflower. No, like she had an edge and she made an impact on people, and not not everyone does. Like you can say, I mean, there's something special about everyone. We were just talking about this in one of our last episodes. Um, but you know, everyone has a story, all this and that. But she was. Sounds like she was extra, extra 
special. I don't know. She had yeah. She really affected people, and not not everyone does. Yeah, it just went beyond yeah. star athlete to like really describe her as a person in a way that right. I thought was really lovely. I remember that moment when in the show Sarah Koenig was like, I spoke to Dawn and I remember being on the street and being like, what? Like I said it like out loud. Um, but I think one of the best things that really came out of that was actually the description of yeah. like, Right. I'm, I was so really, it was cool to revisit. I've, I've been wanting to hear more about Dawn since like, honestly, like that dumb episode three that was about nothing. Um, and I'm so glad that finally we are hearing some stuff about Don. I think that he is one shady mofo. If he didn't do it, then I think it was a complete random stranger. Like, remember um, when she was talking about that Ronald Lee guy? Did we ever hear mm-hmm. more about him? See, I didn't, I don't, I didn't listen to every single undisclosed episode because I just didn't have time. Yeah, I'd have um, to look up. Yeah. I don't know that we ever heard more about him. I don't. I didn't listen yeah. to every Truth and Justice episode either. But um, by the way, that's also an amazing podcast that people should be listening to. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some great a, shows. He did give us a nice shout out in the first episode, which we never addressed. And I just want to say thank you. I mean, he did say at first, yeah, I thought that those girls seemed kind of like basically like fluff but then he said the more i listened to it you know the more i enjoyed it like he understood what <laughs> our role was in this we're not investigating stuff we're not crowds yeah we are not investigating we're just yeah, we're not investigating anything we're chit-chatting Talking. about cereal as friends who have mm-hmm. a right a viewpoint that we think is actually yeah, yeah. we're just we're just Legit. your girls Valid. and have like yeah. mimosas and you're like hey have you watched this show have you listened to this thing and except then that we're never we're actually drinking mimosas honestly except like we should have mimosas. always been drinking mimosas but we have never drank even wine we yeah. record at night mostly it's you know it's not a mimosa yeah. time it's not a mimosa time we did it's get just, a, it has never been we did get a tweet from someone once that said i want to drink wine with those girls all day long and i'm like we don't drink <laughs> wine all day long like i mean i mean, <laughs> I mean just dipty's the only big wine drinker I love in this group Pinot Grigio i drink a lot more wine now than i used oh. to that's like a very cougar town kind of <laughs> Uh, cu- like reference for somebody. I want to drink wine with them. Well, all. Like, I would want to drink wine. If you want to drink with us, you need to drink an IPA with Layla and some yes. wine with Dipti. Yeah, just some and a white margarita wine. with me. I'm like old lady white <laughs> wine. That's what I like. I think some of my favorite memories of Dipti in general are her ordering wine at bars that are clearly not bars one should order wine no. at and being no and basically drinking chemicals like it was great yeah. um i think of all yeah. of those moments I, uh, like oh dipty's just drinking turpentine in like yeah. what appears yeah. to be a wine glass i mean i remember one time i was like you guys this tastes like nail polish remover and yet i'm going to continue drinking it uh i i order wine in inappropriate bars this is true um so you know going back to europe though um I just want to say that hearing about him and how I remember, I think when I first listened to this final episode last year, and probably even the second time I listened to it last year, I thought, ugh, what a jerk. But I wasn't as angry as I am now about it. Like, I remember when the, mm. the Intercept interview came out with him, and I so erroneously thought that he did a good job. I want to take all that back. I feel so bad for even thinking that. That he explained. I want to point out that I never thought the, he did a good job. <laughs> like the way he explained Fine, the cell just tower. Throw it in our face, Daisy. <laughs> the way he explained the cell tower stuff, I was like, oh, okay. And that's when you started getting hot for Yurik, Layla. And um, but listening to it <laughs> yeah. now, sorry, uh, this is a mean thing to say, but he's like, uh, he's like the devil incarnate, kind of, along with the detectives. Like 
they're so corrupt to me from everything right I've i was learned. just gonna say it's like just a cor- like just a corrupt system and corrupt dudes doing corrupt things well actually that reminds me of something i want to touch on very specifically is like you know all throughout all throughout serial i would say i was very similar to dana producer dana who we hear um a little bit in this final episode in that i was very much like i would not i i don't see how i could possibly would have convicted had i been on this trial but like ultimately like i think he probably did it and then it was really listening to undisclosed that made me go like you know what wow, I, you guys have really, you've undone so much of what seemed to be real for me that, like, I believe you guys, like, I don't think he did it now, like, whatever. Um, But Dana's big thing in the, in the final episode was, like, well, if he didn't do it, then he's the, like, unluckiest guy. And I think especially, like, going a year from where we've been in this last year, just looking at what's happened in our country, it was, like, really interesting to oh, yeah. kind of go, like, you know what? If if you're a person of color, you can be the unluckiest. Like mm. it's not you can have all it's kinds not of impossible. Yeah. You know, and I'm making air quotes right now, but like you can have all kinds of bad luck mm-hmm. with the criminal justice system if right. you're a person of color, yeah. if you're somebody like Adnan. That's a good point, Daisy. You know, that makes me think about uh we've had we had a lot of discussions in our episodes when Serial was airing when we were doing our podcast. Um I kept going back in my head to but was there really, like you're saying, um, if you're a person of color, air quote, like you can get, quote, unlucky. Um, but I always just thought, not in 1999. There wasn't this anti-Muslim sentiment back then. But, I mean, again, we discussed this all so much. There was. It just wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't like, as obvious. obvious it is, it is. Like heights yeah. that it's reached. Right. But at, yeah. Yeah. given all the, the terrorism that's going on now, and especially after the I mean, because Stip, you also have to remember that, like, there was, I mean, and this is a thing that, and I can't remember, did Undisclosed talk about it or Serial? Now I'm, like, mixing. But talking about the Serial case that happened in 99 and that they still had that, like, ridiculously um, stereotypical, like, like, this is what Muslim cultures are like profile. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that happened in 1999. They're like, mm. oh, they control their women. And like, right. this is this is why Adnan would probably kill Hay because this exactly. is what the men do to their women over there. Right. You know? That wasn't physically aggressive, but it was definitely Islamophobic. Like, you know, it so totally it's like, it's like the way that these things were manifesting themselves have changed. But like, those things did exist, you know? It existed. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, there's no way you could disagree with me now, though, that Islamophobia is way bigger now than it was in 1999. Oh, no, it's... it's. Oh, sure. I'm just saying it's not that it didn't exist in 99. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just don't remember right. because... And I, I just feel like I, I would think I'd remember because I'm Indian. So I... And I know a lot of Muslims um, who are Pakistani or Indian or Bangladeshi. And so I just don't recall having conversations or anything in the zeitgeist at all thinking about how islamophobic people were um that i, I guess right. it's just a but it would have been more thing. microaggressions and it would have been like you're you're also talking about people who are not interacting with like a big systemic thing right you know i mean if which is where it, those things manifest most frequently i wonder if like in a world like today i mean i definitely think there'd be prejudice against adnan if this happened in 2015 after especially uh, you know, the Paris tax and everyone being, um, I'll just say it, like, ridiculous about not letting refugees in. But um, 
there's just it, the world again the world is just so different and cereals mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like this platform that has allowed us to reflect upon the changes in the world not that we don't think about how the world is different but it's giving right. us a story in which to propel these thoughts and then talk mm-hmm. about it and like kind of put situations into a context and say would i have called someone on my phone if my friend was missing you know you just think about things you're thinking right. about you these try to think things. about like what your life was like and like how you behaved in an entirely different time and place yeah. and and in a in a different version of you you know yeah. you you right. might be core the same person but like some of your habits will have changed over mm-hmm. and things that are priorities would have changed over time so yeah it's just it's just really hard to do um so I'm wondering if anybody has like big final thoughts and takeaways from revisiting our beloved cereal. Yeah, I mean, I think I already said them. I feel like it was one of those things where it was like really nice to listen to it, but also we know more information, but it we're no closer. We're no closer than we were a year ago. Yeah. You know? Um, which is crazy. Well, they they've proved a lot about what wasn't real, but. You know, it's not like anybody's like, we definitely have the exact person who did it and they did it this way at this time and this place. You know, we haven't reached that like clue ending. It wasn't like Miss Scarlet with the pipe in the library. I think um, I wish that I knew if anyone followed up on this Ronald Lee guy who ended up killing himself, who was released from prison, I think, on January 1st of 1999 and was Mm -hmm. um, because he raped women and but it was like burglary related or something. Um, Yeah. Whether or not I definitely haven't seen anything about it, but I feel like, you know, Innocence Project, somebody might have said something. So we should look it up or maybe a listener. We should look at. Yeah. yeah. Or if someone knows something about that. We didn't see it. Um, People send us stuff when they find it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think, you know, what I'm not saying it was him, but the whole notion of him just makes me think at this point right now, um, a year later after almost a year after serials ended, um, in my heart of hearts, not as a juror, you know, and Sarah Koenig did the same thing. Like as a juror, I quit as a human. I don't know for me right now as a human, if I had to say what happened, my thought on what happened in my heart of hearts, I'd say it was either a total random or, it was dumb but i don't i don't i i listen when people say adnan just isn't the kind of guy who would do that and even sk was saying that just sounds lazy reasoning or something but that meant something more to me after re-listening to the episode um yeah because i was like wait yeah uh it doesn't sound like he he is and i just i believe that like i don't know for some reason that's weightier in my head a year later um, right. and so, but do you think that the flip for Don is just based solely on the information that, like, the most recent information about his time card? And... It's based on that, and then re-listening to the final episode with him, him being like, "I knew that they were coming for me," and then versus, you know, the contrast of Adnan being like, "Huh?" Uh, right. Just it was so. He's like, "I knew that I had to know exactly what I was doing that day because they'd be after me." Yeah. It just, I know it's colored by the Don bomb. Sure, that's what that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying like because if if next week let's say undisclosed was like oh da 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 we found something about not her real name Kathy would you immediately be <laughs> like it was that bitch all along I didn't like her from day well, one. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't think it's not her real name Kathy, which I still find funny that undisclosed also calls her 
Not her real name, Kathy. I know. We know her real it's name, but it's actually consistent. less confusing to just call her not her real name, Kathy. Yeah, it really... It is less confusing to less do that. Less confusing. Um, <laughs> um, I think my final thought on it, re-listening to it, was I don't think people understand um, how well written this show really is. This is really incredible writing for audio. Like, it just is. Um the way that she's able to like move from topic to topic make you follow complicated ideas like that is not 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 easy at all and as someone who actually has to like write things for radio like i was sitting there and i really was really like it is so well done it is so well crafted um it's really impressive and you know for me to me serial the, the show itself was not the story of you know, really what happened to Heyman Lee or the story of Adnan Syed. It was more like the story of this woman, Sarah Koenig, like trying to figure out what happened. And I feel like, you know, even getting down to what the final thoughts really were, like ultimately that's what it is. Because the ending isn't that we find out anything. The ending is her being right. honest with you about what we, what, what she felt mm-hmm. after going through all of it. And so, yeah. you know, I think all of that is also, I mean, it's very real. It was like, great. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Right. No. Yeah. You know what um, though? When that episode ended, I re- I this is another thing I remembered. I felt a year ago the same way I feel I felt today when I re-listened and that I was un- actually unsatisfied with the final moments of serial because I was just like, "Oh yeah. We don't know. I was like kind of feeling empty." And like thank yeah. God that undisclosed came about because that really not to just fill this hole of like, oh, I need to know more, but like literally it gave me some answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I But I felt yeah. empty. Yeah, I think I think it is in many ways like unsatisfying. But I think, you know, for me at a certain point, I had like kind of switched and going like, this is what this story is. Like, this is not the story of like Adnan. This is the story of Sarah Kana going on this on this quest. And so for me, like. It, yes, there are aspects of it that were unsatisfying, but I wasn't like as dissatisfied, I oh, think, as a lot of people were, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think very similarly, like I I think in my mind, I was like, there's no way there's going to be an answer to this. I think we knew that from right. a while ago. Uh, and so I think for me, it was just kind of like, I don't know, like watching someone die. I know that's like a weird way to describe it, but I think that's kind of how I felt. It was just mm-hmm. like... I know that this is the eventual demise of this thing. Right. And there's not, you know, like when someone dies, there's no like big cataclysmic. It's just oh. like, no, nope, that's it. It's yeah. over. And we all just continue to live our lives. That's, it's like quiet that's it. and weird usually. Mm-hmm. We just experienced right. it. That, that's, that was a person's <laughs> life. That was serial. Season one. And yeah. that was it. Right. And that was it. That was that story. There's and- never a proper ending. Well, right. they also said, you know, coming sometime in 2015, yes. season two. <laughs> um, it, we have you have one month serial. We're, yeah, you have one more month. You have very little time. Um, but we have more episodes actually. So unless anybody has any other big thoughts, I think we should wrap it up. I do. I will. I will say one thing, and it is a plug. But Layla and I um, are doing another podcast called The Obsession Sessions. And we will put that out before the end of the year. So um, a lot of our listeners have said to us on Twitter and an email that they would actually be interested in hearing us chit chat about TV shows and stuff. So we are going to do that. And Daisy, um, I know that you're always so busy, but 
we're gonna make you jump on some of those episodes um, i would love to be a guest yes yes <laughs> um and yeah that's really we're funny. gonna uh start our first episode about jessica jones so you know binge that <gasps> yeah and we will yeah. have an episode out maybe in a couple weeks so that's my plug. yeah plus it'll be good you know what i think jessica jones will be interesting just because i'm not really a comic book person um i always like to consider myself to be nerd adjacent um in that regard comic book nerd adjacent um as opposed to daisy guys, who i is- read most of that series oh. earlier this year before that show came well, out so. nice. daisy you might have to jump on that did you watch it yet <laughs> I'm not done, but I'm almost there. Yeah. I'll be done in time to to visit with you guys. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Well, guys, that's awesome. I'm excited to listen to it and also to be a guest on it. And as Divju was saying, she was hearing people. Uh, people were saying great things about that idea to her on Twitter. So if you want to tweet at us, we would love to hear from you. And you can tweet at us at Serial Obsessed Pod. That's S E R I A L. O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. That's our Twitter handle. So that's got the little at sign before it. And you can email us at our kind of our proper name, if you will, uh, seriallyobsessedpod at gmail.com. So the title of our show, pod at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you guys. And if you go back and listen to the last episode of Serial before or after this episode, like, I'm really curious, like, what are you thinking yeah. revisiting it now? Yeah. And and if you did start listening to it later, how was that for you? Had you heard about Serial? Were you kind of annoyed that you had to listen to Serial? I'm curious what people... Yeah, I'm curious about yeah. that opinion. Like, what was it Me like too. for you who listened to Serial, like, after the fact? Because yeah. we were definitely listening to it in time. I really right? got nostalgic for a year ago, just the entire series. Like, I, I look back on that as, like, that was a fun time in life when Cyril was playing and I was I was so excited. Every Thursday, like I would wake up like yeah. really early on Thursday it's morning Thursday. to just be like, yeah. it was so, so exciting. Um, I'd yeah. like to be that excited about Thursdays again. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I know. Um, by the way, listeners, also thank you for your legal movie recommendations. We loved them. They're, we got them on email yes. and oh, Twitter. Yeah. So you know what? We you. will actually talk a little bit about those soon. We will. Oh, yeah. I want to know more. Um, so guys, thank you so much. Hit us up. We do want to hear about these experiences and we want to know what it was like. Thanks everybody. All right. right. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye. I'm sitting in the crib dreaming about lead jets and coops. The way salt shoops and how to sell records like Snoop. I'm interrupted by a doorbell. 352. Who the hell is this? I get up quick, cops my shit. Stop the dogs from barking, then proceed to walking. It's a face that I've seen before My nigga sing, he used to sling on the 16th floor Check it, I look deeper I see blood up on his sneakers And his fist gripped the